Welcome to the Fertility Stories podcast. This is your host, Mary Sodden, naturopath and fertility coach. I help women go from frustrated, overwhelmed, and isolated to calm, confident, and in control of their fertility. I'm passionate about helping women get pregnant and stay pregnant. Each week, I have a real and empowering conversation with everyday women and men struggling with fertility to bring you hope, comfort, and support. This is our story. Welcome to the Fertility Stories podcast. My guest today is Anne Hintz. Welcome to the podcast, Anne. Thanks, Mary. It's lovely to be here. Can you tell us about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'll just let you know that I'm actually from England, but live in California. So I have kind of a mixed accent. Um, I, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say at this point. There's so much that I could say. Um, you just want general information about me or join? Sure, yes. Okay. I'm a, a mother of two boys um, living in Northern California I'm doing a lot of podcasts these days to share my story because I want people to know what's possible in this life. Mm-hmm. So there we go. That sounds wonderful. And can you tell us a bit more about your fertility journey? Sure, yes. Um, I got married when I was 24 to my husband that I had known since I was 18. So we'd already known each other for quite a while. And I wanted to have kids straight away because I had been adopted into a family when my mother was 44 and my dad Mm -hmm. was 42. So I had older parents. I wanted to be a younger parent, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that wasn't, wasn't to be actually. So I came off the pill straight away and I just, my period didn't come back. It just, it just didn't come back. So Mm -hmm. I started doing things. I was, I was pretty toxic physically. I I had had PTSD, you know, both of my parents were alcoholics. I found my mother dead in the bathroom when I was 19. I had a lot of trauma stored inside of me that I hadn't dealt with and Mm -hmm. actually really didn't really deal with it at that point either, but I knew I was kind of toxic on the inside. So I, I started researching what could I do. So I I started doing um, dietary changes mostly. I did a lot of intestinal cleanses. I did some fasts. I just, I kept doing things, but you know, each time when you do something kind of long-term like that, I did um, some uh, intestinal cleanses that were a month long. You know, each time Mm -hmm. there's that, oh gosh, I'm putting things off for another month or two. You know, it it just, time is so much a part of that process. But but nothing happened. You know, it actually took four years for my period to wow. come back. Wow. And then even then, you know, then I actually ended up having three early stage miscarriages. So mm. it wasn't until it, it took eight years to actually um, for my first son to be born. And um, he was born at home with a midwife. It was a it was a relatively good experience, even though. You know, labor and delivery was hard but um you know and it was worth it in the end but you know I was 32 by the time I had my first child and mm-hmm. all all along the way I somehow knew that I could do it I knew that I could have my own child and I was really determined because 
I was adopted and I had mm -hmm. experienced that whole side of um, things. My brother was also adopted and it was a very difficult child. So I did not want to go down that route. So my alternative was having a child or not having a child. So I was really determined to have one. And then even mm -hmm. after my first child, guess what? My cycle still didn't come back again. <laughs> so it was, I think, three years later that my cycle came back. And then um, my second son was born nearly four years after my first. And then, you know, even after that, my cycle didn't come back. But at that, at that point, I really didn't care about it. Mm -hmm. Wow. What, in between um, those years, did you ever like see a doctor and figure out what's going on? I, I did, but not a lot. I'm very much an alternative health person and I'm mm. really determined to do a lot of things myself. So mm. everyone I went to didn't really have anything. You know, they, they mm. didn't have any solution. They didn't have anything more than I could find out myself. So I was mm. determined to do it myself. And I'm kind of mm. glad that happened that way in the end. I don't know that anything else could have been done faster because I actually needed to go through that cleansing process. I really mm -hmm. did need to clean out my body and get it working again on its own terms, which is what I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know it took like about four years or so until your first child. Was there ever a point where you felt like giving up? No, not really. It was really, really difficult. I remember on my 30th birthday, my best friend from school called up to wish me happy birthday and to tell me that she was pregnant with her first child, mm. her first and only child, and she didn't really even want to be pregnant. That mm. was really, really hard to hear. And just, you know, everyone else being pregnant around you, mm -hmm. it's, it's just really hard. But I, I didn't want to give up. No, I kind of, I kind of almost knew that it was going to happen. I just didn't know when. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great perseverance. How did you deal with like the triggers all around you, like seeing pregnancy announcements or hearing about pregnancies from family or friends? It was really hard. It was really hard, and I wished, I wish back then I had known the tools that I use that I know now. Because mm. now I've gone back through all that trauma and I know that all that trauma is actually stored physically as tension in the body. And if mm -hmm. I had released that earlier, I think things would have been different. Mm. Right. Tell us more about that. Okay. So, yes, since that time period, it, it actually wasn't until my late 30s when my boys were young that I actually found a technique that worked for me. And what it was, I'd gone to a doctor's appointment. I can't remember what the reason was, but, and he's a holistic physician. He mm -hmm. asked me what my stress level was and he noticed that I seem more stressed than I should be because I was a stay-at-home mother with two young boys. It, you mm -hmm. know, that in itself can be stressful, but he noticed I was more stressed than I should be. And he asked me on a scale of zero through 10 what my stress level was, and it was an eight. So he asked me why, and I knew straight away because the tears were still just under the surface two decades after finding my mother dead in the bathroom. Wow. So he worked with me with this technique that's called EFT, which is short mm -hmm. for emotional freedom technique. And it's also mm -hmm. called tapping. 
Mm-hmm. He worked with me for about 15 minutes and I walked away from that doctor's appointment being able to tell a story in my mind without the emotions coming up. They had kind of left my body. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew at that point it was a really powerful technique. So I went back through my whole history. I wrote every emotional memory I could think of down on a sheet of paper and I worked through them one each day. And I just found my mind becoming quieter and I became more peaceful in myself. I became less reactionary Mm -hmm. and I wish I had done that, you know, two decades earlier. Mm -hmm. Tell us, how do you, how do you use EFT? It's a little bit like acupressure in some Mm -hmm. respects in that we're tapping on the ends of meridian systems Mm -hmm. as we're talking through the memory or the emotion that we're feeling in the moments. So um, there's there's eight, nine, ten different points on the body that we're tapping one at Mm -hmm. a time, tapping firm enough to kind of make a difference in the body. Like you you, you actually feel it tapping, but not Mm -hmm. so gently that, you know, nothing's going to happen. And we just tap on those points over and over. We do a round of 10 points. We take a deep breath. We do another round and we're just finding our truth. So, you know, if it's if it was my experience with my best friend calling to say she was pregnant, right? they would have mm-hmm. tapped on, oh, my goodness, that was so hard to hear. Like she didn't even want to be pregnant. And here I am. I've been waiting six years now at this point and nothing's happened. She knows that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would say all those truths to myself as I'm tapping and the tapping process lets the emotion leave the body. It lets wow. the stress out. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I had known that through this whole process of, mm-hmm. you know, seeing other people pregnant and the frustration of another month going by and nothing happening, I think that would have relaxed my body enough that, that things would have shifted faster mm-hmm. and also then be you know being okay with the fact that I didn't get pregnant you know just each month just allowing that tension to go and mm-hmm. possibly the you know the potential of never having a child right just also uh, talking that through with myself talking it through with the emotions that come up and just letting that tension go mm. could have made a huge difference Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it helps a lot with with your emotional health, mental health, with stress, and that can really help with people going through infertility. Right. And it's not just, you know, we, we think about it as mental health, mm-hmm. but, you know, I've got to the point I can actually hold my awareness inside my body now. Mm. And I know that the stress, the stress is held in the body in as physical tension in the connective tissue in the fascia. Mm -hmm. So even though we think we're just working on our mental health, we think we're just working on the emotions. We're actually working on the physical body. We're actually Mm -hmm. letting tension go in the physical body, which then changes what happens. It changes our future. Mm, That sounds great. And how long do you do tapping on yourself? You can do it for a few seconds. You can do it for a few minutes. It, it doesn't matter. When I was doing mm-hmm. it, when I was going back and reviewing my history and going through one each night, I would tap for an hour to an hour, hour and a half each night because I was determined. I was really mm-hmm. determined for things to change. So I really wanted to make a substantial difference in my life. Mm-hmm. So I, 
I spent a lot of time doing it. But but even just catching yourself during the day, right? If I, when I would find myself getting emotional about some thought or something that happens, I would tap then. Just for mm-hmm. a, just for even a minute is going to make a difference. It's going to relax you. And then you know, that just changes the future. I know when we relax in the moments, we're actually changing the signal that we're emitting out to the universe and we're attracting something different back to us. Mm-hmm. So even a minute can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And for anyone who wants to start this practice, like where can we get resources or where can we learn how to do this? Well, it's been around for... I don't know, 20 years or so now. It's been around quite a long time and there are thousands of videos online on how mm-hmm. to do it. It's really, really simple. You can learn it in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the key thing to know as you're looking at videos online about EFT is it mm-hmm. works on the negative. It's only uh-huh. the negative that is stored in the body. So mm-hmm. we're tapping out the negative feelings that we're feeling. And a lot of the videos these days, they go too quickly into the positive. The mm-hmm. positive is not stored in the body. <laughs> the negative is stored mm-hmm. in the body. And right. tapping or EFT works to clear that tension. So just be aware of that. I do mm-hmm. have a, an EFT demo video on my YouTube channel. So someone can mm-hmm. always look there. Okay, that's, that's great. I will um, put that in the show notes for anyone who wants to learn how to do EFT as well. So do you think that all of the trauma that you experienced growing up kind of like held you back from conceiving? I do think so, because it was, there was so much tension inside. I wasn't aware of it. You know, even at this point, you know, I, I can now put my awareness inside my head I had no idea how much pain and tension I was holding inside my body. Mm -hmm. Like a couple of years ago, I just didn't know it was there. I was not aware of it. So I think all of us have a lot of tension on the inside that that we're not aware of. And it's probably good that we're not aware of it. Right. (laughs) Because it, it would have been too much for me to know that or to feel that amount of pain and tension that was on the inside but using this techniques can actually release that tension even without us necessarily knowing about it. And that release of tension on the inside just allows the organs to work better. Mm-hmm. That's great. And how did your fertility journey change you? I, I don't really know, you know, to be honest, how much, how it changed me. I guess it gave me the belief that if I'm really determined to do something, I can do mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that's why at this point, you know, when I got, got to my late thirties that I started doing this inner work. Maybe that's, that allowed me to keep going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to the point I am, I actually found out yesterday that I've grown half an inch, which is pretty cool wow. for someone who's 55 to be growing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm straightening up because I've actually released the tension in my back and my neck yes. and my face. So mm-hmm. it's straightening. So, but I also, you know, I also ended up being an older parent, which I suppose has a, a difference, difference than uh, being a younger parent. I didn't get mm-hmm. that experience. I got the other experience. Mm. And um, in terms of like being an older parent, I'm sure there are like pros and cons to, to that as well. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And um, in terms of 
for for anyone struggling with infertility, how would you suggest for them to be okay whether or not they have a baby? Like how how can they be um, okay with the thought that they might never be parents or it might come later, it might not be as they as they dreamt of, like they might not be young parents like what you dreamt of, maybe they'll be older parents. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. It's, it is hard to conceive of those different possibilities when all you really want to do is have a baby right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's really hard. So I would highly recommend learning a technique like EFT. Mm-hmm. There are other techniques like that out there. And, you know, there are some people who actually already have a higher level of awareness. And when they do, um, I found another technique that I used after EFT, after I'd be- become aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions right so if we're actually feeling really sad there's actually some physical sensations inside of us that 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 is that sadness so it might be it might be tension in the solar plexus or in the stomach area we might feel it in our shoulders or our neck mm-hmm. if we can find where we're holding that sadness we can just put our focused awareness on that those physical sensations themselves and hold our awareness there and it will actually shift. Aside from EFT, what other strategies did you did you employ in order to deal with a trauma that that you experienced? Once I had used EFT a lot and I started to become aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions. So for example, something like sadness, like if you're feeling sad that there's nothing happening, that you're not getting pregnant and another month has gone by, if you feel that sadness, there's actually physical sensations inside the body. You might be able to feel it as tension in your stomach or solar plexus, maybe something in your shoulders or your neck or your jaw. If you can put your awareness on those physical sensations and hold your awareness there, it will actually start to dissipate and to shift. Using this technique, I, I just call it feeling your feelings. It, it sounds kind of mm-hmm. obvious, but but we, we're not used to doing it. We're used to mm-hmm. suppressing the feelings. So I would bring that thought to mind over and over and each time feel it, let it go, feel it, let it go. And mm-hmm. eventually the thought of I'm not pregnant this month would actually not have any sadness behind it anymore. Mm. And that is, it's a huge way of letting go. It's one I had not heard of before. I didn't know about it. I actually kind of worked it through myself. Um, Mm. I had a friend who kept saying, it's all about feeling your feelings. You don't need to meditate. It's all about feeling your feelings, but he didn't explain how to do it. So as part of my journey, you know, beyond having my children, I actually started to bring to mind big traumas like, and like 9-11, like mm. the tsunami and those things, because we hold those feelings in our body. So mm-hmm. I would bring those memories to mind and feel those emotions in my body, the physical sensations, and let them go. So that in itself is letting out tension and stress inside the body. So right now, right, we have all this stress that people have been feeling around the, mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yes. Right? So if we can bring those feelings to mind or the thoughts to mind and feel the feelings and let that stress go. We're actually going to be in in a different state, um, a state that's more in flow, Mm -hmm. which is a state that we need to be in to get pregnant. So Mm -hmm. that's something else that I I wish I had known back then. I wasn't, I'm not sure I would have been able to 
feel the sensations underneath the emotions back then, but there are some people who have that depth of awareness already. Mm. That sounds wonderful. And especially I've noticed most people would tend to repress or suppress their emotions, especially negative emotions, and kind of like just try to be positive and not really deal with the negative emotions. And how you embrace all sort of sorts of emotions and you just kind of feel it you feel it and let it go and yes. that's definitely different yeah the I, I try positive thinking a lot <laughs> and what I've realized these days is that when we're trying to think a different thought than we are thinking mm-hmm. we're not accepting the thought that's really there yeah and that's the one we need to look at so you know when people try and say think positive you know don't think mm-hmm. about it it's it's like i i don't think that's helpful i think mm-hmm. we need to really accept ourselves exactly where we are and if we're feeling really sad if we're hating mm-hmm. what's happening we need to feel that sadness and feel mm-hmm. that hatred and let it pass through our body because personally i would rather have hate leave my body than be mm-hmm. suppressed and stuck inside yes yes i totally agree and yeah, a lot of people find it very uncomfortable, the negative emotions, like the sadness and the hatred and the anger, especially around infertility. And, and, and instead of dealing with it and facing it head on, a lot of people just kind of like shove it to the back of their mind. Yeah, it's scary, right? Mm. It is scary. I mean, sometimes we think those emotions are going to annihilate us. Mm-hmm. But we need, um, we need to have an experience or two to realize that actually freedom is on the other side. And that we can get there and we'll be okay. Because those emotions, they only live inside of our body, right? They aren't anywhere else. They're just stored inside of us. And it's just stuck tension, stuck Mm -hmm. energy. And if we can feel that energy, it wants to be released. Mm-hmm. If we can feel it and let it release, then it is. It's gone. It's mm-hmm. it's really changing us at a deep level that until you've experienced it, it's it's hard to understand. I remember getting to the place where the thoughts or the judgments that I used to have inside of myself. So I would judge myself, criticize myself, judge myself, judge other people. Mm-hmm. All those words that I had used to do that were my dad's words that had programmed inside of me as a child. But I couldn't see that until they were gone, until my mm-hmm. mind was quiet. And at that point, I felt like I was living in a different reality because my mind was quiet. It wasn't, it wasn't judging me. It wasn't criticizing me. Um, but I had to get there in order to see it. So we need to have these experiences where we go beyond and we can look back and see the difference. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that. And I love how your story progressed and unfolded and you're so resilient. And a lot of people after years and years of trying and not having a positive pregnancy test or getting pregnant, they would have just given up. And I love how you did not give up and you were determined to naturally conceive and here you have two natural healthy boys I what, <laughs> what are the top things that you consistently do for your health these days I I do a lot of this inner work all the time mm-hmm. throughout the day I always feel how I'm feeling and work in one way or another to release the tension so it might just be taking a deep breath even that will release tension. And I eat a great diet. I 
started eating well when I was on this journey. Um, mm -hmm. it's, my diet's been all over the place throughout this whole time. I, you know, I've done macrobiotic, I've done mm -hmm. vegetarian, vegan, whole food, uh, live foods. Um, Western Price is where I've kind of landed. I eat mm -hmm. organic pretty much all the time. Um, I eat whole foods. I, I, yeah, I eat whole foods. I do eat meat. I love mm -hmm. meat. I decided. <laughs> I feel good on meat. So it's been a, a whole long journey with food right. and letting go of the feelings around that right? mm -hmm. because I used to be a vegetarian and yeah. when you're vegetarian, you're cutting things out, right? There's mm -hmm. a resistance in it. So I had to let go of that resistance and allow, allow it to all be okay. Mm -hmm. That lets go of the tension on the inside. Yes. Yeah. Not being that rigid and just... Yes. And just the word itself, right? Rigid, there's rigidity in the body. Yes. What is your message to women and men out there struggling with infertility? Well, I mean, I could, I would say that the possibilities are out there for what can happen, but our job is to be okay with each step of the way. Mm -hmm. and to allow it to unfold the way it's going to unfold. And we can do that by releasing the tension and releasing the emotions around whatever is going to happen. Because if we're really, 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 really wanting it to happen, there's actually a resistance inside around that thought, which could be preventing it happening. So if mm -hmm. we can let go of that resistance and just allow life to flow and, you know, I would also say to change, to, to go back and look at any traumas that you're holding on to, because that is stored inside of you as mm -hmm. tension. And if you can look back at that history and let it go, let the stored energy go, then you don't know what can happen. Mm, beautiful. How can people reach you? I actually have a book I wrote that it's about my story. It doesn't have any of this fertility things in there, but it's the story of the steps that I've taken since then. To That's called A Pathway mm -hmm. to Insight, and it's available on Amazon, or you can have your bookstore order it. Mm -hmm. And I also have a public Facebook page, and I'm happy to answer any questions on that. And I have a website, anhints.com. Okay. I'll have all of the links on the show notes so that anyone who wants to contact you or even to check out the YouTube video of how EFT is done, they can just click the link and it will bring you to your site. Thank you so much, Anne, for taking the time to be here in the podcast and to share your story and your tips on how you um, overcame your fertility struggles and your trauma. Thank you, Mary. It's been great to share. And I, I hope some people, I hope it will help some people. How awesome was that? If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and I would love to receive a review from you. And let's keep this conversation going. What is your fertility journey like? How are you choosing to be compassionate with yourself? Subscribe to the Fertility Stories podcast. I've got a new episode coming your way next week. And until then, talk soon.